bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erin. And I'm Erica. Erica, it's been a while. It feels like forever. It truly does because, you know, there was Easter and just the way the holidays typically typically fell. We just like, you know. Well, I'm tired. (laughs) So anytime I get off, I'm taking it. Honestly, same. I feel like Easter was kind of a turning point for me where like now that Easter's passed, things have kind of calmed down a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to enjoy the like next two weeks before the Ontario election. The Ontario election. <laughs> because it's, then we're going to be going ham. And Yeah, we are. <laughs> we, we are. We are. We're not going to get a break. Like May and June are basically write-offs where it's basically July. Oh Lord. Yeah. Yay. I guess. You know Uh, what? Paul Wells wishes he had this and busy lifestyle. Okay. So uh, Paul Wells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. (laughs) Speaking of Paul Wells, Erica wrote in her column this week about this man's road to digital Damascus. So basically after he resigned from McLean's, he's now entered the creator economy. Welcome to the hustle, Paul Wells, and has a stub stack, not too dissimilar to yours truly. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I like that sometimes the internet really is the great equalizer. It is. I was just about to say equalizer. <laughs> You are, you're, 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 you're taking my thoughts. I swear. And the internet comes for all of us. (laughs) Yes, it does. Okay. So uh, for those of you who don't know who Paul Wells is, he is a political writer um, who was really at McLean's for a long time. And McLean's magazine has been taken over by new management. Rogers Media sold it to St. Joseph's Communications. St. Joseph's has um, now Toronto, uh, Chatelaine. I want to say like Flair too. I think they may have Flair. Um, Canadian Living and, and, and magazines like that under their banner. So they bought McLean's and the they replaced the management team with the management team from Now Toronto. Well, Now Toronto is basically a blog, right? Mm-hmm. So they are only they only use freelance writers. So when the um, new management came over, uh, they found it difficult, I guess, to deal with a unionized workforce, and so. Um, my guess. So you had a whole bunch of people leave. Um, Jason Markasoff, uh, Paul Wells, um, like some headliner people leave McLean's. And, you know, I, we were all, us, we were all in group chat and we were just like, 
what the hell is that shit show happening there? And you know, when you hear like, when you see the tweet threads of thank you very much for the wonderful time at McLean's, you know that something's going down, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the, uh, you know, this is really a story, a bigger story about the media labor model and the digital media model too. Um, so, and it just goes to show on both sides, whether it's legacy media or digital media, the workers still get screwed. So anyway, Paul Wells decided he was going to throw his hat in the digital news ring and come up with a substack, uh, as Aaron said, and well, I, I had thoughts. <laughs> Tell us and, a breeze. <laughs> so I guess, I guess what I would start out with is, um, does he know that he has to be producer, production assistant, digital lead, uh, sorry, digital strategist, media strategist, design lead, um, marketing and ad man? Like, does he know that? I, I honestly don't know. Like I mentioned to you and David, I'm dying to see the business case for this. Yeah. I would love to see the business case. I, I mean, have, you have thoughts and I have questions. Okay. What are your questions? It just, yeah. What is the, what was the cost benefit analysis that led him to this decision? And I mean, on the one hand, it's pretty low risk because his only overhead is a domain or actually it's not even a domain it's at paulwells.substack.com and you know maybe some hosting or something so like very low barrier um and then he he plans to do some traveling which i guess if he's opened um a corporation then he can write all of those things off but the risk is that in the interim he needs to rely on other sources of income yeah or or whether or not he has them remains to be seen to just like prop himself up for the foreseeable future. And I'm sure that, you know, he can maybe, he'll maybe, you know, put himself in the globe or in the star and be like, oh, you can, you know, so Paul Wells is a political commentator. You can find his work at paulwells.substack.com and that'll be like the, the byline or the, the bio at the bottom. Right. And maybe that's his way, but like people who receive like physical newspapers are not going to subscribe to your blog or your newsletter. Well, and, yeah. You know, like the conversion rate is very low. Yeah. And so I would be interested to see that, but also um, the people, who, Paul Wells is writing while beautiful, like I mentioned to you earlier, Erica, mm -hmm. is just kind of not built for the web. Explain. It's just very long paragraphs, like kind of a diatribe. It, the way I think about it is if you ever go to a food blog and you're looking for a recipe and you yes. have to read 18 yes. paragraphs about oh my gosh. fucking life. Thank and you. Oh. And tribulations that they went through to make this fucking recipe and how their kids were screaming in the back and their mother-in-law was in town and their husband or partner would, was painting in the next room and this paint fumes were in like all of these things that's Paul Wells oh my gosh you 
oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> because I recently had this, this, this discovery. I can't remember what I was looking to. I think I was just looking to check what went in something or something. I had to scroll and scroll and scroll. And I'm like, where's the damn recipe? And you know, they don't put the recipe in like a highlighted block or anything. No, you got to read their entire friggin' journey. Okay. To this damn recipe. When all you want is the friggin' recipe. It is really annoying, but like Paul Wells does not have that captivating writing. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is for the web, he doesn't have that punchy writing. He's not punchy. Uh, I think you called it lyrical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, that's lovely. Sure. But the other thing, too, is that if you want a larger audience and he'll need a larger audience, right? He will have to figure out who his audience is what their demographics are. Mm -hmm. Are these going to be, are you talking Gen X and baby boomers? Can I, cause I cannot imagine somebody under the age of 40, like reading Paul Wells. I, I just, yeah. I, I, I don't see it. Well, and those are conversations that you and I have even about the podcast. Yeah. It's an ongoing conversation. Yeah. We always have this conversation. Who's our audience? what, how do, how do we serve them? And I feel as though that's not his vibe. <laughs> you know, there was a, there was a woman on Twitter who said, yay, I just, I just um, subscribed to Paul Wells new newsletter. And I'm like, and I'm looking at this woman and, you know, she's like 55. Okay. And I'm like, and I'm being generous. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly the demographic who would read Paul Wells. And are, is this demographic really reading newsletters? Like we read a lot of newsletters. Oh my God, yes. Right? Like you always get to them before I do because you wake up earlier than I do. <laughs> um, but we read, we, we read a lot of content. The other thing is, uh, how is he going to do this without social media? Yeah, and people that I've talked to about it, they, they agree that he needs to get back on social media. He left Twitter, fine. You know, he's Paul Wells at McLean's. But, yeah. you know, now he's just Paul Wells. He got he to gotta build a profile and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, he has a profile in sort of like IRL. But in the digital space, he's not well known. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. He, he, left, he left Twitter like four or five years ago. And, and then he came back for the election in the fall and then left again promptly after. Right. So I don't, under, I don't understand the strategy. I don't understand the tactics. I don't understand who told him that this was going to be a thing for him. I, 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 let's just say I'm very pessimistic. It's just the fundamental lack of understanding of the importance of community and fostering a community of people who support you. Say that again, Erin, for people in the back. And I think, I think a great example of someone who fosters community uh, on Twitter in a very excellent way, and then that translates into book sales and 
one-off other sales and other drops and all these things is Shea Serrano. Who? Shea Serrano. He's um, a pop culture and sports writer who generally publishes on The Ringer. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Shea anyway. Serrano. Yeah, oh, yeah, has- yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. I know of him. Yes. Yeah. He, he has several books. He has like hip hop and other things, basketball and other things. And, and he's always like teasing projects. Oh, I can't wait for you to tell you all of this and share this all with you, blah, 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 all of these things. And then he quote tweets like you do, Erica, and like replies to people, but he does it in a way and he's like, oh my God, like let's send this person like a whole bunch of like good vibes for like their final exam today and like things oh, like that. Oh, that's nice, yeah, yeah. So he's really like building community and that has led him to, and he will release short stories as like a PDF and mm. people will buy them for like $20. He has almost 450,000 followers because yeah. of all of that time he yeah. put in. Ah, bam. So this is the other thing. Remember when everybody was paying for followers and stuff mm-hmm. that lasted what, two years. And then people were like, yeah, no, <laughs> I think what happened was the social media giants came and took off all the, all the fake, all the cleaned up all the fake accounts. Mm-hmm. I, you bring up a really, really good point, which is the people who do social media, the best are the ones who foster community. This, that's not Paul Wells. No. Not at all. And if you don't reply to people, you're not going to foster community. Sorry, but you're not. And, you know, if you're not going to, like, talk to other people on the app, you're not going to foster community. You're not going to build community. And so I think, you know, I think the whole thing is, I think from print world to digital world, different things are emphasized and there's a lot of sweat and, and and free labor that goes into building your place on those platforms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm sure Paul Wells will just start off with like 25,000 followers. Cool. Mm -hmm. But can he mobilize them? is the question yeah absolutely and he needs to get back on twitter because literally it is the office cooler of our of our lives Mm -hmm. absolutely especially now that we're all working from home exactly exactly so good luck Um, And then I had a piece for Billboard again recently talking about a new NFT website and how that will benefit musicians. Listen, I'm generally a Web3 skeptic and I think cryptocurrencies have some benefit and some more negative effects, but I think NFTs in the right way can be very beneficial to some creators online. So I assume that we're going to have an episode where we talk about this more in depth. Sure. Yeah. Cause I feel like I got what you were saying, but you lost some people. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We can definitely do definitely bring maybe a guest on to discuss 
a little bit more in depth. Yeah. But, um, Erica, it's also now Taurus season. And so if you aren't subscribed to Bad and Bitchy, make sure you subscribe at badbitchypodcast.substack.com. Or if you are subscribed, you can give the gift of Bad and Bitchy to your favorite bull so they can wade through all the bullshit. Yeah. And Erica, I don't know that you saw in your email, but I sent out the invitation to our next event for our founding members. And so when you become a subscriber, you get to select what level of membership you want and founding members get events with us. And so that's taking place on May 2nd. And we're not going to tell you who, because you'll have to just come and see, but we have a special guest joining us. I can't even remember who it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes I just tell Erica things and she just says, okay, and then I do them. And she's like, oh, what's happening? Yeah, seriously, that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but also, actually, Erica, we do have an interview we're conducting next week, which oh, is yes! Be yes. in May, which I am very excited for. So am I. Not everybody's going to be excited, but we don't give a fuck. <laughs> but I, I, I really, I think that, I think for those who know the podcast for a long time, mm. this won't be a surprise. Yeah, it's a repeat guest. Because it's a repeat guest. However, for those of you who are somewhat newer to the podcast, um you might be surprised but I think that the interview itself is part of our due diligence as people who are interested in politics and policy oh for sure yeah for sure okay Erica so that does it for this week's episode you know we wanted to keep it short and sweet because one we're busy two we're tired and three you're gonna hear so much fucking from us in the next six to eight weeks yeah so (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't even feel bad because I'm 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 like exactly we're gonna we're gonna go ham come Ontario election. And so listen, so yeah. this is just your warning because we've heard from people saying there's just too many podcasts. And listen, I hear you. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I hear you. But I don't. I don't some, understand that. But some people they get through them. They get <laughs> and they they want more and this is a way that they stay informed and so gird your loins we're coming for you we're going to be in your feeds all the time at least twice a week um with our regular coverage and then bonus interviews yeah throughout the election period y'all can't say you didn't get your money's worth because i know some of y'all text me And you're like, where's the podcast? Where's the episode? And I was just like, "Uh, we took a break. Why? Because there are times when we will go absolutely um, unhinged. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know what to use anymore. It's like, do I use crazy? Do I, you know, okay, what I, I mean? would have said ham. Will we go ham? All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> There's all right. a reason 
there's a song about that. Yes. Yes. Actually, I just want to say, by the way, you want to talk ham? Ham is on my workout playlist. Great song. It's a great song for running. It's a great song for weightlifting. It is great. Yeah. Which reminds me, I have to go see my trainer after this. <laughs> so we will be back later this week with misogynist of the week. So make sure you are subscribed to get full episodes of our, of our show, badbitchypodcast.substack.com. And uh, stay tuned for all of our election coverage. Bye. Bye.